know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. Welcome back to Harvest. I'm Lee. I'm Sierra. And we are still in the closet for part two with... Ryan. And Ethan. With our lovely husbands. For the spicier edition. So if you're back... Mm. And we're going to tell. Oh, we can see who's back today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who wants to hear about the spiciness. Also, Mom, if you're listening to this at your hair salon, no, probably don't. Put in your earbuds. Or yeah. don't listen at all. Wait, which you're in the car. <laughs> which you're in the yeah, car. Yeah, this is not for your clientele. Yeah. Um, we had we had a few questions that we had just, like, purposely skipped over. We wanted to save that for this one. It was spicy, but we also want to ease into the spice. Oh, yeah, so I think sure. a fun one is just telling everybody about our first dates. Like, Oh, fun. Yeah. So what was y'all's first date? Um, our very first date was Ethan took me to Starbucks. The good old Huntsville Starbucks. Hey. To get coffee. But also in that first date, he told me that he wanted to marry me. Oh, and on our very what? first date. On our very first date, we sat down, he picked me up, we sat down, and he said, hey, uh, God told me I was going to marry you, and I want to. And I was like, mm-hmm. You're like, did God actually say? <laughs> I was so freaked out. I was like texting Mariah, <laughs> and I was like. Back to the hearing from God quickly. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, I think I'm ready to go home. It was like the most uncomfortable thing. Like, we finished the date, and I like got home, and I was like, don't know if I want to do that again. It was pro, very scary. Pro tip, guys. That's. Don't Keep don't don't do that. Keep yeah, don't. <laughs> on the first day. On the first day. Yeah. <laughs> first day. I love it, Ethan. So, how long did you guys know each other before your first date? Then, um, a month and some change. Technically, oh like a year. Oh, but I forgot about you. Well, I didn't forget about you. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Unforgettable. This is the thing. He, when he like, I was about to ask me on that date. He was like, "Hey, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Ethan. We were cat cab partners." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Ethan who?" And he's like, "Ethan Thornton." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, great." And then on that first date, he told me that that whole year, actually, he had liked me and he had just waited because he had like maturing to do. He was like trying to learn how to walk with the Lord. So he, that's why he didn't ever talk to me for that year. He just had but... to say for a ring, really. And so I felt when he said that, I was like, well, I feel like um, a turd because I had zero clue who Ethan even was like. No lasting impression. Yeah, zero clue. Maybe, do you remember I had to ask you your last name? And you were like, we were cat cat partners. And I was like, when? <laughs> That's wild. And then, and then you said, and this was my favorite part of our whole entire story. You said, oh, you remember you gave me that Sonic drink that one time? And I was like, nope. But do you know what happened is I had went to Sonic. And so sorry, I accidentally used to date somebody there. Not accidentally, but <laughs> <laughs> I used to date somebody who worked at Sonic and who would give me free drinks all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I went and he gave me a second drink. And I so then I get my drinks. I go to Cat Cab. I'm talking with my friend Shelby and I'm like, asked everyone there already. I'm like, who do you want this drink? Like everyone's like, no, I'm okay. And then she was like, just leftover drink. Yeah, yeah, she was like, just give it to the next person who walks in. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Ethan walks in. I'm like, hey, here's a drink. And he's like, and, and then I walk away. Yeah, marked me. And then I walk away, and I had no idea who Ethan was. Like I was like, she likes me. <laughs> because he had been liking me for six oh, months. He yeah. actually took that as a proposal, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, it's a love drink. That's awesome. <laughs> it was not a love drink. And That's on hilarious. that date at Starbucks. I have never Drunk known this. Yeah. That's that was awesome. <laughs> he spilled his little heart out, and I freaked out. But also in that year, 
I had put on 30 pounds and grew out a beard. So I was a little bit more attractive. Of muscle? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Way to Way go. go. But here's the thing. I feel like if I had seen this even uh, at Cat Cab that day, I wouldn't have forgot. You know you, what I mean? Been, been like, you would have been remembering. <laughs> yeah. But the beard does something for you. So <laughs> it's a good call. <laughs> All right, tell us about y'all's first date just yesterday, you know? Just yesterday, really like 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. 19 years ago? Precious. Back Very in 2002, close. however many years ago that was. I was in second grade. I Ethan. know, I, <laughs> I know. Love doing that. Ugh, so way back That's when, in 2002. Um, October 2002. Yeah, we actually, so Ryan had liked me, I don't know when you started liking me. Um, when you gave me that Sonic drink. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I had gone to prom one year, like, throwback, like going further. So we started actually dating in October of 2002. But, like, in the spring of 2002, um, we, I had gone to prom with some friends. And then we went to Six Flags the next day. And Ryan and a couple of his friends were there. Well, unbeknownst to me, Ryan kept wanting to hang out with me and this other girl um, who we were, like, running around Six Flags together. And I just thought he not, was, not necessarily both you girls right right they wanted to hang out with you but yeah yeah, i I was friends with the other yeah Yeah, but i didn't really know i'm like cool he's he knows her we're hanging out cool did i was dating somebody else was not on my radar yeah it was not on my radar and so um he like rode next to me on all these rides and then after that i was like cool see you that was fun bye (laughs) and he just like liked me the whole time and then my my friend who was with me she kept like telling me like he really likes you he really likes you i'm like cool i'm dating somebody like (laughs) Ryan said he didn't care. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I didn't care. But it is, the funny thing is it wasn't just cool, hey, and I see you were actually crying on the phone because of your boyfriend at that okay, time. That's so true. that's why that's we true. didn't Drama. really even get to say goodbye. That's right. Yeah, so you're really into that yeah. relationship. That was cool. Yeah. So we had a class together. <laughs> we ended up having class together. My senior year, I took um, dual credit, and he was at the junior college that was in our town or close to our town. And so we started yeah cliff note we went to high school together we did so. go to high school together but that's not when we started dating no. so then we like go to class together and he's like hey do you want to come over and study and i was like yeah sure sounds great like i'm like super naive it's before netflix so kind of had to say study <laughs> you're like uh, <laughs> study and show yeah <laughs> so i think like if you if and then he invited me to go see his brother's play mind you I still have a boyfriend so i'm like yeah i'll go watch your brother's play so i think that was like technically our first date but we weren't dating i, mean, I feel like we I should talk consider about it a date. friends with guys while we have boyfriends <laughs> not a good not a good look <laughs> not, like, a good look. not smart so we didn't cover so we got boundaries. married <laughs> He's like, I had a boyfriend, but we went to Roadhouse, and I still had a boyfriend, but we went on our fourth date. (laughs) That's kind of true. Yeah. So, I mean, this story is, too, we didn't walk with the Lord at that time. did not even have a clue. It's, yeah. Did not even have a clue. Yeah. We all have those stories, guys. So, our first, Mm -hmm. our first, like, time, like, I rode in his car, we went somewhere that wasn't, like, in our town. It was to a play. To watch his brother. Yeah. Um, That's the exciting version of it, guys. Yep. The, <laughs> the real story is... What? It's on the spicy Whataburger podcast. was like our first Oh, Whataburger date, was like our date, first date yeah. date. Like, hey, do you want to go out? Like, we are from a town smaller than Huntsville. Like, we think Huntsville back in 2002. Like, do we ever really? Yeah. Yeah, you guys are saying you went to Starbucks and we're like, we were in Huntsville way before there was a Starbucks. Yeah. Like, I was in Huntsville oh. way before there was a Starbucks. That's true. You live there. True, yeah. Our town is like tiny. It's like, there's not a lot of options. <laughs> we went to Whataburger with another couple. Yeah. And um, I can tell you what she was wearing. I can tell. <laughs> well, now we have to know. It's so yeah. silly. 
I don't even think they make these anymore unless you're, like, on a sports team. Yeah. But they were tear-away Adidas wind pants, black, with, like, the buttons down the side. Mm-hmm. You, like, just tear them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some, like, goodness, I hate these shoes now. But they were, like, adorable on you then. But they're, like, the big foamy flip-flop looking. Not flip-flop. What do you call them? Yeah, they were, they were, I got them at a marina. So we live on a lake. Yeah. And I bought them from this marina. But they were, like, the flip-flops that are made out of boat keychain material have you ever seen a boat keychain that's really puffy it was like i think they were called floaties or something yeah black (laughs) flip-flops and your tearaway pants tearaway pants and a a red tvcc yeah tvcc trinity valley community college what was i wearing on our first date since Mm -hmm. you wanted to marry me Wow. Probably a black shirt. It's your go-to. Black. It's your go-to. Yeah. It was wearing a black shirt. That is not fair. <laughs> I don't remember what Ryan was wearing. Okay. So. I actually, only reason I can remember is because Ethan and I, we have a picture at Starbucks. Oh. That's what I was going to get down in my brain to find. Mm-hmm. Nice. I can also remember what she was wearing first time when we went to Six Flags. Let's not go back. Let's not. That's not. You're just modest. that memorable to me. She's like yeah. um, a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> just chilling. Yeah. Not modest. Um, what okay. was the question, Amy? So, first date. <laughs> <first day. laughs> okay. That was fun. Yeah. And then I think all of our first dates, we always, after that, it was like movies. We had to drive like 45 minutes to go to the next town to have like a movie theater. So, mm-hmm. And then that's when we started going to movies. Also, fun fact, I couldn't get into the first movie he took me to because I was 17. I had to go back to the car and get my license. No They wouldn't way. let me in. Yeah, it was 8 Mile. Yeah. Oh, that's how old we are. I love that movie, though. She got, we got I got her in. Yeah. So, I think yeah. we went out. Yeah, anyway, so. That's the best. That's funny. That's how old we are. That's how long we've been dating. So, mm-hmm. that's fun. Okay. So, fast forward to well, every podcast. Life. You're like, and I'm super old. And, I went to call, and you're like, not old. You're not that old. Like, I hope you're not. Like She's younger away. than me, so. Okay, so what is a practical way to love and serve your spouse? I think husbands should go first. Oh, yeah. Me too. A practical way you can serve and love your wives. Um, so, I th- obviously, it's just intentional living, right? Mm-hmm. I think that um, that you just, you're being intentional. So, I, I, I try as much as I can think about it anyways is that when you're doing something, I don't say, even my wording, I'm try to, I try to be careful about it. Not, uh, do you need help? Mm-hmm. But can I help? Right. Mm-hmm. And that way, um, e- even my verbiage is, is trying to be intentional with it. Totally. And so serving you in that way, knowing that that is, is, uh, it's not an easy task to be a mom and to prepare meals and all that kind of stuff. So just be as helpful as I can to pitch in a hand in any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, outside of that, I think it's just love finds a need and meets it is mm-hmm. what we always say. Right. Mm-hmm. So just, if you're loving, you're going to always be looking for a way to fill in and fulfill a role. So yeah. that's I think good. that's it. And then what we always say on the SWAT team too is, fine work you should never be standing around doing nothing so mm-hmm, yeah. it kind of that if you apply that as a male apply that to your relationship then you're always going to be looking for a way to to be serving right that's good and yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's just, you're really good at it I would, I would just say if you see something that needs to be done just do it like don't don't wait to be told to do it just put a hand to it and get it done yeah. you know if you see clothes scattered everywhere pick them up put them in the dirty clothes Start a, start a little laundry, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's different from the see something, say something. 
that yeah. we hear about all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do not come at me with all that. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey why if there's clothes on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> hey, why if there's dirty dishes? <laughs> and then uh, another, would be real feisty. <laughs> another practical thing in the mornings, uh, make coffee for her. That's so good. Have the coffee and, then, and then just, you know, I just spitballing. Walk it to the back of the house <laughs> and deliver it while they're still in bed. Just no, nah, just, nah, just, just make it. Just, just make, it. make it. I'm just like top of my head, just like flowing out. Just some really good ideas. Sounds great, right? I had to think about it. That's awesome. That's uh, really sounds, good. Sounds really I good. will say that that's one thing our oldest has picked up on, like because Ryan does make coffee every morning and then he'll put it on my nightstand. I'm usually still asleep when he leaves. <clears throat> Um, and so <laughs> it's there when I wake up. Wow, well, that's wonderful. I know it's so wonderful. Sometimes he's on SWAT or sometimes <laughs> he'll get a call out like two o'clock in the morning. And so he'll, he'll prep the coffee the night before. So it always starts. But if like, I don't, I get, I mean, my kids wake up before me sometimes. I guess oh, for sure. my oldest will come in see that there's, if he sees that there's not coffee on my nightstand, he will make it for me. That's precious. It's that precious. Sweet, it's yeah. like heart melting. I'm like, ah. He's gonna be the best husband. Good job. That's amazing. I know. I, I usually wake up to Nora with a bag of chips in her mouth, cookies in one hand, and a yogurt in the other, going ha 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 That's that's what I wake up to. No coffee on my nightstand. But it's made. It's made in the pot. Okay. Wait that's the transition. 12. Yeah, that's yeah. the transition because we've had that. Yes. I mean, we've had those stages where totally. Oh, you're getting woken up, sleepy in your eyes, you know, with questions and requests versus yeah. And when you decide not to fight about it anymore, I'm like, sure, you can have that for breakfast. <laughs> Jokes on you, I'm not getting out of bed yet. <laughs> and you her had it her way to convince me, she always says, I'll, I'll sit on the floor and I won't make a mess. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, feels like feels reasonable. Yeah. Eat the ladies. I like that deal. Yeah. Half like asleep, it's a win. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What about for oh. you? What's a practical way to serve your husband? Um, This is super cheesy, but I think affirmation. Mm. Like, I think that is really practical because a lot of the times, like, our husband's well, especially like Ethan and I just transitioned to a totally different season of life where he's gone from four thirty to six thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, like so like a.m. to p.m. not yes. just two hours. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? But it's a.m. to p.m. And I think like, but what could happen is he could come home and like I could have the meal ready and like all these things that would like would meet his heart and make him happy. Mm-hmm. But I think also just like verbally hearing like I'm grateful that you're working really hard. Yeah, and I'm grateful that you did this today and I'm sorry your day was long. Like just like affirming, like even the little moments he gets with the kids being like, thank you for doing that. Like that meant Mm -hmm. like the world to Nora. That meant the world to Abel. Mm -hmm. Like I think husbands need affirmation, even though they don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they'll be like, I'm tough. I'm so tough. Yeah. I feel like that's like the Mm -hmm. the thing, but I think practically affirm your husband. Yeah. Let them know he's doing a good job. They need to know that they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And that even though it's hard for them to be away, like no, no husband's like, yeah, I want to spend 15 hours away, you know? Right. So just be like, I'm grateful that you do it, and blah, blah, blah. That's good. Yeah. I uh, think practically for Ryan, like especially when our kids were little, but even still sometimes they they tend to make big messes. There's just a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Ryan was working much longer hours, when he first started with the sheriff's office, um, he when I, would, I noticed that coming home, he would immediately... He'd like go take off his belt and his vest and everything, and then he'd start. He'd he'd come in and start picking up toys, and I'd be like, "Oh, that <laughs> doesn't feel good." Do that? Yeah, like it was like it was immediate. It was like he didn't even change out of his uniform. It was just like picking up stuff. And I'm like, "Okay, note to self: this mess is like bothering him." Yeah. Like he never said like, "Why is this house so messy?" Like right. he wouldn't. He's just 
so chill. That would never happen. Most of the time, I didn't think to say anything. I'm just like, oh, there's toys, and I need to pick those up. Because... Yeah. But I'm different. You don't have to clean for me. I know. You just Ryan's, have to tidy. Yeah, Ryan doesn't <laughs> care about the cleanliness of something so much as, like, is everything stacked in a neat pile? doesn't matter yeah. how many is piles there, there are. Order? Yeah. Is there order? I was going to say, Ethan is actually yeah. like that, too. He's yeah. like, care less about the cleanliness of yes. a pile. It's just, like, yeah. make it look tidy. Yes. As long as there's not, like, mold and stuff. Whatever. Totally. Right. Yeah. I could get the same order. reaction from him, whether I, like, just spent the day, like, picking up toys or had a cleaning service come in. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, oh, looks great. I'm like, no. Like, you awesome. see the vacuum lines? I know, I know. The light bulbs got clean. Um, so I think early on, I was like, okay, note to self, we are home all day. We can play anywhere all day. But the minute I get the text or call that he's coming home, all of the toys get put up. Books get put away. Kids stuff oh, yeah. is put in kids' places. And then the house is like, welcome. You know, welcomes him in. And I noticed it, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. House looks great. And now it's just a habit. The other rooms didn't look great. Totally. The ones that he saw first looked great. I saw a meme that said, uh, (laughs) it said, there is, on any given day, only one of these things can happen. I look good, the house looks good, or the kids look good. Yeah. (laughs) You have to pick. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) So none of the other rooms in my house will look Mm -hmm. good, but maybe the one you see will look good. That's right. That's exactly right. So that's practical for me. And then also knowing his love language, like outside of even sex, like his love language is touch. Mm-hmm. And so he t- he touches me all the time, <laughs> which I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it just is normal now. So normal that it's like, if I get a, a butt spank from Ryan, it's usually followed by four additional butt spanks, which is <laughs> weird, but it happens in our house because the boys are just like, huh, that's fun. Like they're like, Hey, dad does it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Ryan, like, even if I'm like, if he's sitting on the couch and just like rubbing his shoulders or holding his hand or scratching mm-hmm. his back any of those things um i'm yeah. not good at massages because my hands are weak i don't like doing that i'll pay for one for you one day <laughs> but <laughs> but not gonna do it, not gonna do it. <laughs> my hands just get so tired okay and your it's like an arm, it's just too much it's a lot it's too i'm much. like it's why y'all are so strong it's too much y'all are so yeah. strong. Yeah. <laughs> um okay so on to some spicy are you ready? Dun, no. Dun, dun. no. You're not ready? Okay. Um, how to keep it spicy on the reg? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. You yep. want to go first? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes anybody to, like, preface this, I, in one of these questions, I put in parentheses, I hate this so much. I hate much. this so much. Yeah, this is making Sierra very, very red. Okay, oh also, because did y'all hear what Ethan said in the last podcast? <laughs> what am I even supposed to do? <laughs> He doesn't get down in the bedroom. He gets up. So oh, we didn't need it. Yeah. Like, if you missed it, it was good. It was funny. It was. It, it was breaks so up good. the, you know, so funny. weirdness of it. So, it was funny. So to wrap, that's why I'm not ready. Okay. Everyone else can get spicy really okay. quick. Brian, you want to go? Um, what do we do to keep it spicy? How do you keep it spicy on the rig? Uh, so novelty. When you've been married as long as we have, or together, you know, like 19 years, that novelty is good so just adding in something different so buying lingerie again maybe if you've gotten out of a season of life where you haven't bought your wife lingerie for a while then thinking about doing that again would be nice you know uh spontaneous i mean there's a lot of of things to to say um i mean hopefully ever yeah hopefully okay if we're gonna go spicy we're supposed to go Because I'm like, so, well, there's so many things I want to say, but, um. That's what the people came here for. I would say, too, yeah, so, uh, should we call it gifting? 
gifting your wife things mm-hmm. isn't i mean like oh, s- little special gifts here and there mm-hmm. that are that are obviously insinu insinuating not uh, like flowers further detail. not flowers not flowers no 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 no, no. like well, maybe well, like I mean, a flowers little, like a little, um, are yeah blindfold. like a blindfold yeah masquerade mask yeah, yeah. Or something, yeah. So there's lots of fun, different things you can do. I think but don't be is, afraid to take risks that's what with each saying. other, yeah. too. I think the key is have fun yeah. and, like, go for yeah. it. Talk about it and go for it. Yeah. That's have a safe how... word and then go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, you need to with her, apparently. He's hitting you with a pillow to tell him what you're, when you're awake. Okay, so I think that, that yeah, those things are, are important. You spice things up. Try, I mean, intentionally spice things up. Yeah. And then... I mean, it's it's just a reality too that when you've, when you've been married as long as we have, yeah. which is not like it's crazy long. No. But you phase different things in totally. and out mm-hmm. to where you can make it fun totally. as long as you're both willing just to have a good time. And like we're all laughing about it. I mean, just keep just, it fun and yeah. light and yeah. have keep a good time. Light. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I think the build up for guys, anyways, can make the anxiety level of whatever. And so I think communication is going to be big mm-hmm. because. To be, to be loved but not known, to, to give another quote again, to be loved and not known feels good, but it's really superficial. Mm-hmm. To be fully known and not loved is like one of our greatest fears yeah, in yeah. life, right? For somebody to really know who you are, like, more than just staring at you naked for, what did you say, okay. five minutes? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's different than that, right? But... To be fully known and fully loved is like, there's no feeling that's better yeah, than that. So yeah. much freedom. And so, yeah. And so once you really know each other, you really love each other, and you're willing to be just just bare before one another, yeah. then you can really have a good time. Totally. And so you have to get to that level. But, um, yeah, I think just novelty is, is a safer word. Yeah. To not be too, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. You can, d- you can DM us if you are unsure. If you have more sure. specific questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, so many jokes. I know it's sorry. Keep it spicy. Okay. It's, ooh, tell, tell okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you only ever do it in your bed, a good way to get get it spicy is do it in other places. Oh yeah, do it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Have like fun outside the, the couch or other people's homes. I don't know. <laughs> 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 like if you were invited there, please don't just show up to like your friend's yeah. house and be like, yeah, one second. <laughs> Not me, yeah. I mean, yeah, he said, maybe. <laughs> he said, well, maybe if the situation arises. <laughs> so funny. Pun intended. I was thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I was just thinking too. I heard this piece of advice and I thought it was so good. Um, for I think because for women, or at least for me, I think some of it, so much of it is mental. Like mm-hmm. if I've had a really like, like strenuous season where I'm just constantly, my brain is on a whole bunch of different things. The last thing that my brain is on is sometimes like, sex right. at the end of the day most of the time because we have busy days and our mornings start off separate usually yeah. um and so i saw one of my friends she i don't know who or why we were talking about this but she was like basically just think about your husband and think about sex if you're married think about sex and then yeah the more you're thinking about it and the more you're thinking about him the more ready for it you're gonna be and it's not gonna feel like a task or a chore another thing on your list that mm-hmm. you're checking off um but you actually are like mentally prepping yourself and so just being purposeful about yeah. what you're thinking about um yeah and start off with some spicy tickles i mean who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> for real what was that what was the thing like if you're in a rut like what is that um mark driscoll oh, yeah. remember you did y'all, y'all did it oh it's a 30-day challenge yeah yeah okay so that's a good starting point so if you do find yourself where it's like 
this kind of goes into the next question. I was about to say we're skipping we're skipping ahead, you guys. Yeah, well, it's like it's a, what do you do you if you're not in sync in the bedroom? Yeah. So, mm. um, Mark Driscoll in his book Real Marriage, they talk about this thirty day challenge. And so, if you don't have that book or you haven't read it, read it. It's really good. What? What are you laughing at me for? I'm thinking this. I'm too old. I'm gonna age myself. I'm thinking of the band in sync. So, oh. <laughs> if you're not in sync in the bedroom, like, what are they getting in the bedroom? I don't know those guys. <laughs> no. Um, but if you are, if you feel like you need a reset, how about that? Yeah. You need a reset. You, it's like the thirty day challenge. I think we've like touched on it on another oh, yeah. podcast before. Um, but it's really good. And then it's like, no matter what happens, thirty days in a row, and then. You know, what do you do in those 30 days? You have sex. Oh. One, yeah, <laughs> every day. Intentionally, at least once a day. Yeah, yeah intentionally at least, at least once a day. Um, so, yeah, that can kind of help reset. And just, like Ryan said, like, communicate. Like, yes. hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to try this? I was thinking about this. And please don't, like, don't mock the other person if they've 100%. decided to get vulnerable about wanting to do something. Like, if you don't want to do it, just be like, mm-hmm. well, there's a good way to stop it. Not yet. It'll never happen again. You That's go right. doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. you go, if, yeah, that, it only takes one time for someone to get that type of, like, vulnerable and then hurt and then be mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, so this is not safe. <laughs> this is yeah. not a safe place anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just a, just a tip. And also, I was going <laughs> to say, like, um, okay, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I was going to say that, yes, communicating about things you haven't done, but also just, like, things you like. Yeah. Like, that's a good way to keep it, like, spicy, mm-hmm. I feel like. It's just, like, being, like, super communicative. Yes. Like, hey, enjoy this. Yes. Just like this. Yes. This is kind of boring. Let's do this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I think just, like, saying, saying what you need, girl. Yeah. Or and guy. Sir. Sir. Yeah. Hey, guys, I would just say, two guys are very receptive, and they would like that feedback and so letting them know is only going to do two things well it's going to build your confidence because you can be like okay cool i'm doing, I'm doing this, right. this right at least yeah. i'm doing this right otherwise we're not going to know so right. f- faking it yeah yeah it's like not helpful and it's detrimental yeah and not just not helpful it's like detrimental yeah you know and so yeah just being honest with one another is the best because let's hopefully be honest he wants to please you right yeah. Let's hope that's the goal here. Um, he wants to please you. And so letting him know when he is is only going to make it better for him. Totally. You know? So, mm-hmm. or you as well, hopefully. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, both parties can yeah. benefit from yeah, that. Yeah. That's good. Um, and this says, has anyone ever struggled with sex? And it was like, prefaced with like, have you ever had guilt? Or is your libido low? Or just low desire? Any of those things? Um, I'll start. Yeah. Okay. So we've had four kids. And there are seasons where they're just, and years it felt like, where there was just always a child attached to me mm-hmm. in some shape or form. And so then wanting to have, like, another person touch me. When, when my, <laughs> you know, you love like you feel, right? Yes. And so I, with my love language being high feel, mm-hmm. like touch, physical touch, I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of what you're feeling on a regular. Is these kids hanging all over you, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. all this other yes. stuff, and then me yes. feeling I'm loving you rightly right. but because it's my the way I like to be loved yeah that caught co- that was a just an unknown consequence totally, of that yeah. stage and it was good but we got to it with communication but anyways go yeah. ahead sorry no that's good so yeah so yeah we've we've been through seasons and I think it's yeah. to be expected like mm-hmm. you go through seasons where you think your your sex life is going to change that routine is going to change um, and you just have to communicate. And so we didn't, I didn't communicate well, honestly, because I didn't really understand it either. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know 
besides just feeling like I have a brand new body that I didn't have when we got married, don't really love it. Yeah. And people are, you know, three children, four years to newborn. Everybody's on me all day long and I'm home and I'm stuck. And now I have to transform this place that was a playground for yeah. children now to a playground for my husband. I'm like having a for hard real. time making that, you know, switch at the end of the, at the end of the day, but yes. just communicating and that allows some grace. Like Ryan was super mm-hmm. graceful, like gracious. I should, yeah. should say like gracious. Be like, okay. So in fact, once you, once you articulate, and so the cool thing is, is we, we didn't know how to articulate that. Yeah. We just said what we were feeling at yeah. the time. Um, but once you said that, it gave me, not only was it liberating for me to feel like, oh, I'm not, there's not a lack of affection on mm-hmm. your end towards me, or I'm not, you know, desired in a way, but it gave me even more of a desire to help you, to mm-hmm. be helpful to you, to be conscious of that and aware of that. And I I think for me, it was even switched from not only not being hurtful, but to being helpful and like yeah. to you in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, so just totally being right. real and raw with one another. And, yeah. 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 And I'd say like, I'd say like shame off you. Like you don't yes. have to feel mm-hmm. guilty for like going through a season of like just not being super into it. I yes. think like, I think like the world and movies and like yes. sometimes even like our friends mm-hmm. can like hype up sex so much that like, where you're like, oh, is this a safe space? I can be like, hey, I'm not really into it. And they're like, oh, well, when I'm, I'm always into it. You know what I mean? Like, shame off you. And you don't have to feel guilty. I think, like, honest communication is, like, the person that you're with loves you. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I think it's, like, remembering that they they love you and they, they hear you and they're your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, so then you can just, like, come to them honestly and be like, hey, I'm kind of touched out. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not what I need. Yeah. And I think you, like, trudge through that season and then know that that season will end. Yeah. Like, and you'll come back into a season that's like the comeback season, you know? Yeah. You're like, hey, you've been missing out, but not anymore. And so. And, too, I think, like, it's always communication. Yes. Like, always, as long as you're communicating with your spouse about what's going on, then absolutely zero guilt. But if you're keeping it to yourself. Yeah. And you're also going through this season, like, mm-hmm. I can see where the enemy is going to attack that. Oh, yeah. Not just with your thought life, but also your spouse's thought life. Yes. And so be sure that you're just communicating that. Um, and it will be, like, we, women and men are just wired differently. People totally. in general just wired differently. So if you're married to a spouse that does not match your sex drive, like, set some expectations, verbalize yeah. your expectations with each other, mm-hmm. and agree upon what feels loving, the most loving to each person. And that's going to require some give and take on both ends. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Communicate, set expectations, and be willing to sacrifice. Yes. Sometimes you gotta take, gotta just take take, gonna say, take one for the team. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say take one for the team. I'm like, that sounds like horrid when you're like, <laughs> yeah. but that's true. And sometimes you have to take one for the team. That's right. Just be gracious and love your spouse. That's right. Okay, so this next question is good. Um, feels a little heavy. So, how to handle bitterness? Like when you realize that you're ha- you're hanging on to some bitterness, um, maybe with a past hurt, or maybe it's like this thing that you've just brought you've just brought baggage into your marriage and you weren't made aware of it and now all of a sudden you are like how do we how do we fix that and how do we handle that as spouses towards each other hmm that's a, that's a tough question mm-hmm. not tough but like that's deep it's heavy yeah. yeah so i think there's sorry i'm banging around the closet <laughs> husband in the closet. so i th- i feel like um i think there's a lot of stuff to be said here um and one good good quote that just pops to mind is that um, 
bitterness is like drinking the poison and expecting it to hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just no healing. It, it's only going to affect you. Yeah. And so bitterness can, I mean, the only, it's just going to have this cycle to where you're going to end up, if you don't, if you don't shake it and forgive, then you're going to end up becoming what you're mad about. Right. Yeah. Um, with, with the whole hurt cycle, bitterness, whatever. Um, so, so that's that. But then too, I don't think there's any way we can forgive unless we look to Christ and see what he's done, Mm -hmm. how he's forgiven us, even while we were enemies of the cross, right? Mm -hmm. Is what Romans 5 tells us, that we were enemies of the cross and he still shows, like for the joy set before him endured Mm -hmm. the cross. Mm -hmm. And so I think once we can really see how much we were forgiven, then it's going to be, it's going to lighten that burden for us to be forgiving to anybody anymore. And so here's what, here's what scripture says about marriage too is it's talking about anger and not letting the sun go down while you're angry and the verse the passage that falls right after that is pretty scary yes you give yet you give the devil a foothold mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so you get every t- this holding on to bitterness gives the devil a foothold in your relationship which none of us should want right mm-hmm. um but uh th- that's a foothold in you it's not just your relationship with your husband. That could be yeah. towards your kids, yeah. towards your friends. It's, it's all-encompassing. And so um, bitterness is just dangerous, and it's deceptive and super hurtful. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I need to say less. But, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I think ahead. that's good. Just um, whose book is it? Is it Winky Pratney's book? That has yeah, the, the Hurt Cycle. The Hurt Cycle, yeah. yeah. So there's like a, a hurt that leads to bitterness. Like, the hurt's not dealt with, leads to bitterness. Bitterness, bitterness isn't dealt with, leads to rebellion. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rebellion's not dealt with, leads to deception. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, mm-hmm. yeah, keeps keeps going. And so I think that if you are aware that you are holding on to bitterness, the first and foremost and most quick action that needs to happen is, like, asking the Lord, like, to take that and making that, like, a daily, hourly, mm-hmm. every minute of something where if you're holding on to a past hurt, um, to absolutely be okay with the Lord seeing that hurt and, and knowing that the injustice that was made, even if you didn't get an apology for it, you know, if you did get an apology for it, like, great, there's been a conversation you're, and you're choosing to hold on to bitterness, like stop that. (laughs) Yeah. Let it go. Um, and, and, and do it, do it daily. Um, and, and more than daily if you need to. But if it is a situation that you didn't get the sorry, you didn't get the resolution, you didn't get the restoration that you feel like needed to happen, um, but and that you, I think you just ask the Lord, like, do I have a right to that? Yeah. Or do I just say, Lord, you see this hurt and you know the injustice and you've asked me to forgive anyways, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then just really ask the Lord, like, is this something that I need to try to resolve if I can? Um, or do I, I simply just let that be at the foot of the cross every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say also, like, you don't have to feel like this is like a uncommon thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you've been married, you've had an opportunity to be bitter. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. because people, people are going to hurt you. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to let you down. Yeah. And I think that, um, what you can like, I think like super practically is like, tell, you need to tell a friend, like, obviously you need to be communicating with your husband, but if you have like this thing in your heart, that is, like, causing this turmoil, like, you just, if you're all of a sudden realizing that you have, are holding on to this bitterness, mm-hmm. then, like, then you've had, like, a whole 
time before this where these are like thought patterns and these are like actually mm-hmm. probably habits now mm-hmm. like of the way you're acting in bitterness and so I think you should have some accountability mm-hmm. like a friend that you're like friends don't let friends think alone yeah and don't leave them alone with their their thought processes because as much as you're like going to be like trying to consciously take those thoughts captive like oh I'm being bitter or oh I'm holding on to bitterness if you don't have someone else that's like hearing the words you're regurgitating and being like mm, that sounds like bitterness. Yeah. You know, like when you're alone with your thoughts, you can be like, oh, I gave that to the Lord. But did you? Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I think you need to tell a friend, like have someone that like lives life with you closely and that can identify that and you can like handle a rebuke from them. Yeah. Be willing. And it could be, I mean, if it's, maybe it's not bitterness against your spouse, maybe it is. It could be your spouse to be that friend. Like, yeah, maybe this is a hurt from a, a parental hurt totally. that you're bringing into marriage. Like your spouse should want to help you process through that. Yeah. That too. Um, so that's good. Just having yeah. some accountability you need some outside yeah, of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be trusted alone. Mm, that's good. With bitterness. Yeah. If I could say one, one last thing on that. Um, if you know that you're bitter, like you need to deal with it because it, if you don't and it will ruin your walk with God, Yeah. it'll ruin your relationships. It'll ruin a lot of things. So if you know that you're bitter, mm-hmm. You need to you need to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. You need to take those steps and and tear that tear that out because yeah. it'll it'll ruin you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, be clean the inside out. Make haste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, last question, and it's not really a question. Nice. Yeah. So, if you had one thing that you would say, like most helpful piece of advice, maybe it's just advice from you. Maybe it's advice you've heard over the years. Like, what is one thing we can li- leave our listeners with? to wrap up this spicy podcast. It doesn't have to be spicy advice, but it could be. <laughs> it's like, it's a duo. A nice, a nice advice and a spicy advice. <laughs> mm, I don't want to go first. I okay, need to think about cool. it. Ladies first, I guess. You can go first. Please. So, I mean, my go-to is love is a choice, right? Not mm-hmm. a feeling. Um, love is a choice. And the, the cool thing about marriage is you're going to have plenty of opportunities to choose and um and so if you think about marriage as a garden which i often do it makes it it makes it pretty easy because you know that no plant grows healthy or no garden remains unkempt without little or no attention right okay. there's either neglect going on if it's unkempt or mm-hmm. you know that somebody's putting work into it if it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so if you want your marriage to look beautiful, you're, it's going to take toil. It's going to take, you know, pulling out weeds at times. It's not going to always be pretty. It's not going to always be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, you have to choose to dig in Mm -hmm. and, and make it work. And so love being a choice, not a feeling is huge. I feel like that was a big, yeah. revelation for me once I started to understand that concept between me and the Lord even, but especially in marriage, it's like huge. That's good. Uh, yeah. I think what, what, uh, Isaiah 27, three, I think it is that, that talks about, uh, us being the vineyard and it's talking about the Lord guards his vineyard. He fights for it. He waters it day and night so that nothing will harm it. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, it's like, oh, that's what, that's the kind of steps I need to take as a husband. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is the way the Lord protects his church, then this is the way I need to protect my marriage. As a husband, I need to constantly fight for it, always protect it, constantly water it, which means investing into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nurturing it. 
so that nothing will be able to harm it. So choosing good. to love. Good, good. Yeah. What you got, Ethan? So I can <laughs> see if I can articulate my thoughts. Um, kind of on the same path as what Ryan was saying, but allow the marriage to bring things out of you. Like, allow it to refine you. Mm-hmm. Allow it to um, grow your walk with God. Like, don't don't put up walls to it. Like, yeah. Allow the marriage to refine you because it will. Yeah. It will. It will. It will expose selfishness that you never thought was there. Yeah. Which is good. That's like what it's designed for. Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, allow it to do it. Accept it. And communicate. 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 Yeah, that's oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's so funny, man. I mean, it, it's totally what marriage is for. It really is a gift from the Lord to refine us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool when you think about it that way. Yeah. Those those things won't surprise you when they happen in your marriage. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is. Thank you, Lord, for giving me my husband to help me see where I need this to work on, right? Yeah. Whole, yeah. It's, yeah. It reminds me of C.S. Lewis when he says, anyone saying that God is safe, he's good, but he's also safe. He's obviously never been to the dentist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because they, it's going to hurt at times, but it's going to be what's necessary. Yes. And so right. marriage, like, it's super fulfilling, but it also can hurt at times. But yeah. It doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. Anyways. That's good. And have fun. You're married to your best friend. Totally. Yeah. Have fun. That's true. Yeah. And if you're not, become it. Yeah. Try and narrow it down between two. Okay. Okay. So you go, and then I'll narrow oh. it down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna pick the other one. She knows. Um. I think. Let's see. Best marriage advice. I would say, um, young married couples especially, because I feel like that's kind of the majority of people who are talking to, not married and young married. Um, don't compare. <laughs> Yeah. Don't yes. look at somebody who's been married for 15, 20 years, or even 10 years, or even 6 years, and be like, well, we don't communicate like that, or we don't have right. this, or we don't do like this, or he doesn't treat me like him, or she doesn't serve him like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, people are growing into those roles, um, and they're growing into them uniquely. And so have grace with your spouse, and have grace with yourself, um, and, and try to grow at the same pace together, without yeah. the comparison. Even negatively. You know, and you become really proud. Oh, mm-hmm. our marriage is so good mm-hmm. when you compare down. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. then when you start to compare up, you can feel like, oh, it's hopeless. But yeah, when you are in between. When you stop comparing, yeah, that whole yeah. comparative righteousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're and right think, where you need to be. Yeah. And lastly, like, it's, it sounds cliche and people, because it's just, it's good, but like, pray for your spouse. Like, pray specifically over them. Yeah. Um, for for all sorts of things like for protection and for wisdom and for guidance and for like ministry abilities and and, mm-hmm. and pray like blessings over them just don't for don't neglect still praying for them i think that when you're engaged and when you're dating like obviously your mind is like full of like the other person when you're married i've even found myself like in times where i'm just like i pray about everything else mm-hmm. except for like what's important between ryan and i or what's important between ryan and the lord um, right. his role as a police officer or a minister or a father, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't neglect praying for your spouse. Sure. I couldn't narrow it down. So I'm just gonna say both. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say one, I think, um, I, I'm going to call it fake advice. And it, it came from when Ethan and I were first getting married, we'd get this a lot, especially from people who didn't really like, um, love the Lord. They would say to us like, Oh, it's so fun now, but just mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. you know, like as if like, inevitably the the shoe's gonna drop and then you're gonna be stuck in this like 
horrible marriage. Right. Like, the honeymoon won't last forever. Yeah. And, like, some, things like that. And so, um, I'm not naive. I, like, I know marriage is going to be hard and refining. And there is, like, really hard things that come up. But you don't have to lose the joy in it. Mm-hmm. And you can always, like, like even said, remember you're married to your best friend. So and so I think, like, you'll get a lot of fake advice, like, mm-hmm. especially from people who maybe are not super happy married anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. and so it probably does feel miserable to them. Mm-hmm. So, and they'll try to, like, speak that over you and just know that you don't have to claim that. Like, yeah. you don't even have to really listen to it. You can just be like, hey, cool beans. Yeah, <laughs> but this is actually what I'm claiming for us mm-hmm. is that, like, even in hardships and hard seasons, like, we will claim that this is, like, still joyful and yes. still good and the Lord is still with us in this. Yeah. And then um, the second thing... I think it's like, it sounds really cheesy, but it is a thing I actually do the most often in marriage is I try to remind myself like what love is like love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Love protects always. Mm-hmm. And that even means like in the way you speak about your spouse to other people, Yes, you know, like yes. when you're venting, like and all, of, and all the things that come with that. But I just try to re- recite that often, like just what what is love and it sounds really cheesy on your wedding day like you're like saying it and you're like oh cool it's a vow Mm -hmm. but it's a vow and that's like those are the things that carry you through those things like those little words that you say that you might not hold a lot of weight on the day that you're saying them yeah you don't even know what the weight yeah but then like two years from now when your marriage is like in a harder spot or like six years from now seven whenever Mm -hmm. whenever it comes like remembering those things you said in Mm -hmm. the presence of the lord and your friends are like are the things that carry you through Mm -hmm. and so That'd be my advice. That's good. That's good advice. That's good. Thanks. I had to think about it for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Just because fun. This was Mm -hmm. fun. Husbands, thanks for joining us in the closet. Thanks for having us. It was a spicy episode, and also physically, it's hot in here. I don't feel like it was that spicy. I I feel like we were very, very. I would hate to be in a spicy podcast with you. Then there was a lot of things Uh, I could have said. For sure. Yeah. Maybe we should just leave one up to the guys. Maybe I'll need to search on podcasts. Maybe I'll yeah. And, uh, tier one dads, y'all can talk about some tier one dads getting spicy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Oh, okay. Or um, maybe it wouldn't be as embarrassing as like just a couple. Like it's easier to yeah, talk to yeah, one for person, sure. Even though for we know sure. lots of people are listening yes. to our conversation, sometimes it's just easier to talk about it like yes, true. One person. It's just more honoring, maybe I guess. Maybe so. So there will be a third podcast coming out at yeah. the end of the month. It'll just be a normal chit chat episode. Mm-hmm. And also, thanks, everybody, for your involvement this time around. I know. This was so fun, getting all those questions. We love, love, love hearing from y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, keep up the work. And and y'all loved the day in the life. Yeah, that was and, fun. Uh, Who won? Oh, I didn't check. <gasps> Lee, we don't know. Lee won, probably. No, no we're not calling probably. that. You'll find out <laughs> on Instagram. Who's day in the life you'll find next? Tony's was... We should have not started with Tony. Tony yeah. has the most exciting. She's like, oh, in between delivering twins yeah. and all of this stuff. I'm like, you've got the coolest. I'm like... Here I am teaching my children grammar, and now here I am teaching them history. Okay, yes, uh, yesterday it's I was cool. like, women get a, they're getting a few of the workplace and a you know, home yes. life. Home yes. life. It's like, awesome. Yesterday I was watching my kids, one completely naked in a pack and play, and the other one in panties running around my yard, and I'm like, this is what people want to see. This is day in the life. <laughs> like, this is my day in the life. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything's crazy, but hey, and we're getting closer and closer and closer to season two. Two more, one more episode. One more episode. Well, this one, well, technically this would be the 10th episode. Oh, this is, yeah, you're right. So you're getting a bonus episode and that's then right. season two. Yeah, that's right. Bonus episode. So. And happy. a really fun thing is that, so if y'all know Ariel and Elsie with Clay, oh, yeah. they are going to specifically be making 
an earring for harvest. A harvest a earring. A harvest earring. A set. harvest clay earring. Mm-hmm. And so there will be like fun. a big giveaway. So y'all stay tuned. It'll be like part of our season two launching. Are they already designing it? I sent the, I sent her the logo already. <gasps> so fun. The new logo. Because we're rebranding. We have a new logo coming out. It's going to be so good. So we love you guys. Also enjoy this. Not intro music. Outro. Outro music. <laughs> <laughs>